Welcome to In Tune, a music appreciation podcast. My name is Aiden. I'm Andrew. A- and I'm Jagan. <laughs> Fuck! Let's start again. <laughs> what did you Wait, do? Why? Why? I fucking, I like aid over his name. <laughs> no, it's fine. Don't worry. Let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. They, if people know us by now, yeah. I hope. Yeah. Um, we don't have any news to talk about because yeah. nothing exciting happened. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Not an exciting few weeks. Um, no, too, so people are too busy graduating. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fuck, I like even at work today. Like they they called me in. I I, I barely take like morning afternoon shifts at Hermanos because they generally don't need a bartender. Yeah, but like they got so spooked because of yesterday. <laughs> they got so spooked because of yesterday because they they're they're starting like high schools are starting to have yeah, their grads. Y- yesterday was so busy too. Yeah. Like Mongos, it was weird. I didn't work it, but I heard yeah. from other people. Just got spanked. Yeah. Even like last week, most restaurants expected it because it. For people not in Winnipeg, Winnipeg has a jazz fest, and this is the first of the. This is their first year that they're trying it out as like condensing it into like one week instead of the two weeks right. that it originally was. So like that well, that's always why it felt so short. Yeah. So that brought everyone out into the exchange and like a lot of businesses in that area usually see a lot of traction because of it. So mm-hmm. that, that was especially at Hermanos, we knew that was gonna be a thing. Mm-hmm. But then, like, this week, nothing yeah, did not Jazz Fest was done, but, like, shit's still happening. Right? Yeah. But, yeah, let's, uh, we can jump into it. Yeah. Okay. Start us off, Andrew. Yeah. So, I picked a new band to release their first album ever. A really hype band, uh, Black Meaty, and their album, Schlagenheim, which apparently doesn't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. Black Meaty is... A post-punk band from the UK, so you already know what you're gonna get. Uh, but they're pretty different from the post-punk revival scene that we saw in the early 2000s with Block Party, etc. Uh, they're more oriented in sort of this heat, the fall worship, uh, and a lot of math rock in there as well, like Slint. Uh, so, really, and. I want to say this is like almost a prog punk album at times just because of the riffing and the drumming but then you have the staple punk vocals which have been really divisive decisive what, uh, divisive divisive, divisive. Yeah. yeah but so for me this album i was super hyped for it like i was over the top hyped for it and everything and i think it delivered though definitely some tracks could have been a little more fleshed out and I would I'd feel that is one track in particular is near DT, MI, Detroit, uh, Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, yeah, I assume that's what it stands for. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that that's one I really liked it, but it was only two minutes long. And I was like, okay. That probably had the best refrain, like hooky yeah. kind of thing. The vocals yeah. on that one, I really liked that one. Yeah, and and they released uh, two other singles too that didn't make this album. It was uh, Talking Heads and Crow's Perch. Yeah, and those songs were really good as well. And I don't understand why they didn't make it to the album. Maybe they just didn't feel like it fit as Maybe a whole. Bonus tracks or something on some special edition. Yeah, uh, yeah. probably somewhere down the line. Yeah, yeah, but they also released Speedway and BM BM BM. Boom boom boom. Boom boom boom. Yeah, like, okay. that's how they, that's how it. In an interview, uh, the singer ended up saying that like that's how it was meant yeah. to be pronounced i obviously haven't read many interviews with that <laughs> all good but i'm learning something new every day 
but yeah, they released that and Doctor. I think were the three. Doctor off- was like the final. Single, yeah, it was yeah. the final single. Uh, Speedway, Speedway. I loved how it was just yeah. like a minimalist like post punk song, and like and it like built up into this chaos yeah, towards like the, the end. Sweeping sections. Yeah, the, the guitar was so nice in that. It's the definition of like when people say angular post punk. This is what it sounds like when it comes to my mind. Yeah. Yeah, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've, never heard that. I've never heard that. Yeah, it, it's such a, like, buzzword nowadays, people. In that the when, punk scene? Yeah, in, like, the punk scene, if you describe something as angular, they just make fun of you. But I, I would say that's, like, the best representation of it. But starting off, like, right away with 953, you can definitely see the mathy sections in the guitar and everything. Like, it almost goes out into, like, I want to say, like, a King Crimson riff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Just like it's not normal in punk at all. But post punk does get a little weirder. Yeah. And then throughout the album, they sort of play a lot with like pacing, which I really enjoy as well. Like not every song is just like jam packed with like with noise and noise sections. and energy. Like of uh Schlagenheim is probably one of my favorite like non-singles they released yeah and that's like the, medi- that... the the medieval one like it has like that yeah, kind of like medieval yeah. beginning yeah, yeah and they have that like electronic like buzzing too yeah. like with the drum and everything i yeah. i really liked that when i heard it at first yeah same yeah and then obviously boom 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 that's a fantastic song and Doctor, Doctor's a weird one. I know that one really threw people off with the vocal performance, and that was yeah. That's I think that's what sold me. I like that song. That's a lot. what really yeah. sold me was like the ending, like yeah, aggression. Yeah, it in just his blew voice. up pretty it much. Just fucking exploded. But yeah, pretty much. We have to mention the vocals because that always comes up in conversations yeah. with this album. And a lot of people I, yeah. think they're really obnoxious. I I, I wanted to ask this as as. as more knowledgeable of the like is aught considered like post-punk is that like a yeah yeah that, yeah they're i won't I, I wouldn't directly say like there's a similarity there's like a direct similarity between black midi and aught but i feel like they both have that similar conversation of like i feel like some people don't enjoy aught's vocals yeah i, I don't he's I a bit more the same, they're, so they're he's, a bit more regular with aught but he yeah. it's a bit more refrained i would say in aught but in the black meaty definitely it sounds like almost to a point i enjoy them just to clarify but i can see that people can see it as like you know the dirty like british like accent almost where it's like like the working class british you know where they swear a lot and stuff like that yeah like not the attractive like it's more of a I guess, is it Manchester that's the unattractive accent? I can't remember, but... That sounds like that would be it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of them. (laughs) They they have their own stereotypes there in Britain that I I I don't know. I think people don't like the Wales accent. Yeah, it might be that. It might be Wales. Yeah, Mm. might be Wales. Thanks, Juggin, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, no, I think even... I think we're on the same boat where we both typically enjoy the vocals i think like the only moment for me where like it got like a bit duller like grating was from boom 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 with like the and i think it's just like the repetition of the line over and over again the purpose line oh i love that personally (laughs) i'm sorry i didn't mean to like stall as much as i (laughs) I had no yeah like i thought on it it just didn't really i think it was just like a tat it was just like after a certain point it was a bit too much 
Yeah, no, I can see that. It comes almost to... I could see it almost as, like, being a slam poem. Yeah, cause it, <laughs> like, especially because it ended up only being, like, it ended up alternating between, like, between, like three different deliveries. Yeah, but I, I think I love that, like, the... Juxtaposition. Juxtaposition. Yeah. Screw up my words here. Uh, English is hard. It is. But <laughs> anyways, with, like, the drums and, like... The, they have such a good fucking drummer. Yeah, man. the drummer is so good. Mm-hmm. Like, the, instrumentally, this album's really impressive. Yeah. So on the vocals, personally, as somebody who doesn't listen to the genre, I love them. Oh, really? Really That's like good. it. I, I thought like, that was going to be, yeah. like, your biggest complaint. No, That's what yeah. I... I'm honestly surprised. No, no, no. Yeah. I... Well, like, well, when I saw his post-punk, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Here we go again. That kind of yeah. thing. I was yeah. like, not that I don't like it, but it's yeah. not my favorite genre. Right? Yeah. So, but no, I was like, like... I was surprised by a how much I liked the vocals and b also how long the tracks were. Yeah, like the eight minute track and like a few of the other ones. Like they're, they're longer than most post punk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think even on an earlier episode we've talked about like post punk is pretty regular for like the two, yeah, exactly. two three minute thing. Like we've talked about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, that, I think like this. This feels like. But if Benjamin Clementine was to like do oh, was to do a post punk band, I could see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you can definitely see they're directly influenced from this heat, and this heat was directly influenced from prog rock. Yeah. So, prog rock is carrying over here in a way, and yeah, I also he- hear a little like early Nirvana in there as well with the noise influence or mm-hmm. just like the mm-hmm. chaotic rock style. I could hear that. I I think this is a really f- impressive album, especially as a first album. Yeah. And definitely. for how much they're hyped up, like a lot of these bands nowadays get hyped up from the press and they don't deliver so in a way. For what reason were they hyped up? Like do they have a lot of EPs before this? Uh like they were just no. kind of known for like in especially in the UK like there's a very tight music bar scene in that way. Like a lot of like just bars house musicians and like will, will loudly profess their praise for these bands and whatever. Like these, these bars end up talking to each other a lot about like who's worth noting. And Mm so black MIDI started doing a lot of these. And like, there was a specific bar that the singer noted was being the one that really helped them out was like, they played one time and then like the, the bar owner like fucking loved them so he kept having them on and like people started to regularly recognize them and like they were known for their very improv heavy live sessions mm-hmm. right yeah so like that's kind of what really put them out there and then they put out a cassette and that was kind of their their big thing yeah mm-hmm. and that was kind of it and now like this is like what it's all transpired into yeah i think that was like 2017 too they only had like one song like boom 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 was like for the longest time their only like official song and it was only on soundcloud yeah and so like they got like a lot of that underground like appeal too from people Mm -hmm. yeah which is always appealing to the press is what's the next big thing right of course yeah fun fact did 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 you know that this band was coming like all of them were students from the brit school yeah same like this is a like a a free art school that the UK and that Britain has, oh. and like this school has housed like Amy Winehouse, Adele, yeah. and like a bunch of like high. It's free. It like I like government free like I guess I don't know like that's from what I've read about it that's that's how it's been explained uh, to me that's mm-hmm. how I've heard about it yeah. Very cool. But yeah, like 
and like that's kind of been like the the, the odd story with this band is like oh like the same school that like generally houses these sorts of artists is also housing this like weird post-punk band yeah and now they sort of kicked off this like weirder scene that yeah we're angular starting to see post-punk no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not angular like it's no. weirder that it's just different from what indie is nowadays pretty much <laughs> it's not even that like avant-garde mm. or like weird at all like really there's definitely been more weird artists that we've seen mm-hmm. like mm. probably people even consider Kira Kira Bonito weirder at points yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah yeah definitely I also really like the album cover. Yeah, it's nice. It's very nice. Yeah, I like the the bottom black and white with like the splash of color. It's yeah, a good mix. I know. It's a, it's a it's a solid album cover. Yeah, good 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 first performance. Oh yeah, and like album covers always like make or break an album for me sometimes as well. Like mm. there's some bad album covers and it's like, do I really want to listen to this album? <laughs> yeah. Do I want to be seen listening to this album? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. generally nowadays bands are pretty good about putting good album covers, but every so often you'll there's, find there's one. Yeah, there's one. A lot of like, metal bands so I have pretty shitty. Yeah. 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 Well, it all ends up being like really generic and like they all kind of follow like trends. Yeah, like mm-hmm. a lot of death metal like, oh, let's do Shock Factor and Black Metals yeah. more. Like, let's do, like, in a forest or, like, a mountain, something like that. Yeah. No, I, I wanted to, like, because I was looking this up, too, and, like, it ended up being talked about in an interview, but, like, Black Midi really helps out flesh out the idea of this band, too, in a way that, like, a, from what I read, Black Midi is supposed to be, like, this compressed, like, a, like, thousands of sounds compressed into like one kind of like midi section or like i don't i don't don't know what the like legit like full-on uh description or definition is but that's kind of where they that's kind of where they got that name from yeah from was like the singer and like one of the guitarists was like we took 15 minutes to look up like black midi sounded cool and we looked it up (laughs) (laughs) and then it just worked honestly that's the way to do it yeah like sometimes i feel like bad names are too overthought yeah but no i think it really like the name and like just everything that they're doing really worked to their favor and like really yeah captures the essence of yeah like, what and they, and they came be. up at a great time too when like it's been in conversation for years but like is indie rock dead like mm-hmm. it came up like they're not doing anything incredibly original on this record but they they're doing what they're trying to emulate really well yeah like they're doing it in their own twist almost. Is Indie Rock dead? No. What? No. Yeah. What do you think? Is Indie Rock dead? Uh, depends who you talk to. <laughs> well, I said, what do you think, Andrew? <laughs> well, personally, deep in your heart, I, I definitely think it's uh, reached a point where it's just stagnated. Like nothing has really grabbed my interest, and mostly stagnant. Yeah, like. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been any rise of, like, big bands. Like, when you look back in the early 2000s, you have, like, the most obvious example, like Vampire Weekend or Arcade Fire. Like, there hasn't been any rise of those bands recently like that. Mm. But that's more from, like, a charts perspective, which I don't really care about. True. What do you think, Aiden? Same page? 
different page. Conflicting page. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I more so lean more with Andrew, but I think like there are moments that I find someone, but like in, in a similar vein as there's no one necessarily breaking new ground, but like what they're doing they're doing really well. Yeah. And, like, that the, is and that's of, the thing. Like, that is indie rock. Yeah, like there's so, there's so much worship in indie rock, like from artists from the 70s, 60s, 80s. They just don't do it well enough that I'd rather just go listen to their original artists, right? Or they don't bring their own like sound to the table. And, okay, and that's right. the thing where I feel like a lot of musicians are missing nowadays is that they're just putting out music for the vibes, mm-hmm. for the lack of a better term. That's why I heavily fuck with the electronic scene, though. Yeah, They're always pushing boundaries. Man, electronic scene is always changing so much. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of electronic music, why don't we go to you, Aiden? Ele- hey, what? Yours is kind uh, this- of electronic music. A little Your bit. Album. It's like synth pop. Wait, which? Oh, no, you listened to the wrong I album. I listened to the wrong album? Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Okay, well, rip. I can't talk to this. Yeah. Wait, what album did you say? He switched it. Oh, That's I didn't read it. I, yeah, I thought I said I'd switch it back to Baroness. Oh, no. Oh, no. Me, that me, got lost in the fucking mud. Yeah, me, me and Aiden were so okay, confused excited. there. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Oh, okay. Go ahead and talk. <laughs> I can't well, say anything. We can, we can bring up that one, too. That's no, funny. no, no. It's too late. I didn't listen enough to that one. <laughs> I'm going to look. I'm going to look. I'm going to look. I'm going to see if Aiden never said it. He did. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I would have listened to the same thing you did, Juggins. <sighs> Fuck. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, it's all good. That's funny. Okay? That's, that's so really funny. funny. That's, that's okay. Yeah. We, we still have every album on track. Yeah, exactly. I think that, like, I think you and I, and, like, overall, I think there might be enough to oh. still talk about. Okay, my bad. My bad. I, yeah. do, I do see this. Yeah. 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 That's all good. Oh, whoops. It's <laughs> <laughs> just easy to have homework. We're, we're super confused there. <laughs> First time, 17 episodes. Nice. It never yeah. happened. Fuck. It has to happen at least once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That just means you have The funny homework. thing is, is I was going to ask. Like how I normally ask, hey, what are the albums? So what is the... And then I was like, no, you know, no, this we're time good. I'll scroll back. <laughs> scroll back too far, apparently. Because you said, oh, I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to pick yeah, this. Yeah, cause you were gonna switch it, so it up twice. Oh, that's yeah. why, that's why Aiden me. fucked you up. Yeah. Fucked me up. I'm not usually that indecisive. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Okay, go ahead and talk. Okay, yeah, take it away now. <laughs> All right. So... I ended up choosing um, Golden Grey by Baroness, which was like a stonery, proggy, alternative metal kind of outfit for the most part. Uh, like they formed back in like 2003 and every album thus far and like this is this is officially the last one in the continuation of like the color theme yeah so baroness has starting with the color red and then every album thus far has been like a different color yeah associated with like the the artwork which the singer also does himself yeah which is real fucking cool because the artwork is all always really fucking always really top-notch really nice visually yeah you can recognize his style too in other albums as well yeah he's done it for other musicians yeah he he, he often gets commissioned to do other artwork too yeah uh but yeah so shortly after the release of their yellow and green record um this one is golden gray this yeah. final this finishes 
the their concept of like the color wheel or whatever and like it'd be weird to see a new album from them That's yeah not... it'll be odd to see them like be done with it and they still, just do and a out... self-titled next yeah, time <laughs> that'd be... reborn sixth album down the line yeah oof <laughs> but yeah um as you can see what what our conversation was earlier this is a very <laughs> this is a very like indecisive moment for me in terms of like what do i end up picking and then like Despite my hesitation, I still found myself kind of going back to this record a lot, mm-hmm. in a way. So like that's what kind of made me decide to choose it because despite kind of like the even like the divisiveness within the scene with this band and with this album, I think I ended up really enjoying this record, and I ended up really enjoying Purple, their last record as well. Mm-hmm. And that one also was contentious in, yeah. some, in some fashion. You should probably mention why that is. Uh, so. Because <laughs> I'm going to have some comments yeah. about that. Yeah. So what's really what's really throwing people off with Baroness and these past two records has been they hired on a new producer. Dave Friedman. Yeah. Well, okay. What genre does he... Because I know he does, he does he does a very specific genre, and that's kind of what's not too sure to be I honest. I just know him by his name. Yeah, he's the one that has done the production for Purple and now Golden Gray too. And there seems to be, and the band seems to accept it. And I can understand why some people don't particularly enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's just fucking mixed weird, and like yeah, it's. Something called the loudness war. Yeah. Like it it seems it seems like it was like I It's just basically maxing everything to be as loud as possible. Yeah. <coughs> Which I can see the appeal in metal, but it's just hard to make a distinction of everything, like what's taking the lead. And then it just becomes a wall of sound, essentially, which is what bugs me. Yeah, which, like, at, at times I ended up really liking that effect, and then I think, like, I, I liked the fuzzier clipping moments. Like, it seems like, if not the producer, at least the band has made an intelligent decision to use this somewhat effectively in some songs. Right. At least from what... At least from like what how I'm hearing it, right? Which I can see why some people don't hear it that way. Yeah, see, I was the same way when I'm listening to this album, and I was like, okay, the production is not horrible. Like people are saying, like n- it's not the blackest beautiful. Like that yeah. album's production was awful. Yeah, from another band, Let Live. But uh, yeah, listening to this, but then I went back to Red and Blue. You see, yeah. And I noticed a world of difference in production. Yeah, Yeah. it was just, you could totally tell right away how the two were differently produced. And just like every instrument on red was just so crisp and clear and like the dynamics work so well. Yeah, and And it works to their benefit because they, like Baroness is a, is a like talented band in that front. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing though because the songwriting on this record is there. And same with It's really fucking there. Yeah. like, they still have the talent to yeah. do it. It's not like Mastodon, where they're just doing half-baked songs. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, Juggin has homework, because I think he could... I think you might end up... I think you'll end up really liking this record, at least vocally. Yeah, I, I think you'll know. enjoy... I think you'll enjoy this guy's voice. Yeah. Cool, cool. He's a really... 
he he knows how to write songs and he knows how to to sing his words really yeah. really well. <laughs> if that like, and not and some people can't do that, and that's why and that's why I say it. But like, <laughs> like enunciate, you mean? Yeah, or like just like how how to deliver. Oh yeah, how to deliver? Like, even just listening like, to something like Isaac, the probably biggest song, you can totally tell yeah. right away. Yeah, even like throw me an anchor specifically like right and like chlorine and wine was probably the the track for me off purple that i always like came back yeah, to. yeah chlorine and wine is a good song yeah i feel like the production on that wasn't as bad as it was here yeah i can yeah i feel that yeah there is a bit of like a anthemic sort of style to their to their blend of like metal mm-hmm. which works out really really well yeah and i love like the sludge prog scene as well yeah, like the yeah. They seem like it's just the riffing, which comes naturally with that sludge metal scene. Mm-hmm. But just, yeah, it's somewhat catchy in a way. Yeah, like it's just like the right amount of catchy without being yeah. overbearing. It, it, it's yeah. The one thing about this album too, it's a double album as well, and their last album, a uh, double album, was Green and Yellow. Yeah, which the songwriting I feel was their weakest there. Yeah, which is disappointing because this double album kept my attention the whole way through. It's yeah. just, and they, there was like kind of like a different, like different, like I didn't, yeah, they, they had good, different, like the B side and A side kind of yeah idea was yeah. there. Yeah, like uh, like I remember A was always like a lot of the the heavier, more abrasive sides, and then like there's a bit more of like a slower yeah the more stoner metal yeah. side almost yeah. But I yeah I remember like the last four songs I'm like man if this had like red production I would totally yeah. like fuck with this album more yeah like the the drumming on this like the bass lines the guitar work it's just so hard to get like a distinction of like Anything what you're supposed to like pay attention to but I understand that's probably what they wanted in that purpose yeah almost and that's why they want that wall of noise effect. Is just like everything in your face. I don't think it's the Metallica approach when Metallica did it with like Death Magnetic and Saint Anger, that they just wanted it as loud as possible because metal's supposed to be loud. Yeah. And those albums aren't that great. Yeah, exactly. And I think that like, and that's like a testament to like Baroness is like intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like they're smart. Like they, it, they know how to craft songs and they know like how to, how things should sound. Yeah. So this sounds like an intelligent. This seems like an intelligent decision. Yeah, it's not just but the it's, hide. But it's a weird decision to make. It's not just the hide. Like, they yeah. have poor songwriting abilities yeah. right now. Like, they have the songwriting abilities. They just went for an odd decision when they had, like, more, like, a, like crystal clear production almost. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, song-wise, after all of that, like, just song-wise, like, a, like they've always kind of been, like, the past two records have always kind of been more personal, which, like... You can't talk about Baroness without also talking about, like, something that they've ended up talking about a lot as well, which is, like, shortly after their third record, uh, the band was, like, in a, like, a bus crash hmm, yeah. where, like, the bus literally fell, like, 30 feet wow. from, a vi- like, this a viaduct, and, like, two of the members ended up, like, breaking either their arms or their legs in this crash wow. and ended up leaving the band, and even the singer... Um, I think he suffered either like a broken arm or leg or like a fractured vertebrae or something. Mm-hmm. Just like so, this this could have or should have fucked up the band. Yeah, in in a lot of ways, but like they were able to push through to recover and 
continue to do the music that they wanted to do. And so you can hear signs of like their recovery and like absolute, like just pure desire to just continue on Mm -hmm. in, in this album, which is really, I think what adds to this album's appeal to me is like, this is a band that could have stopped like long ago considering what they've been through. And I think that's what drew me in the most. So like, Songs like Front Toward Enemy, Throw Me an Anchor, Tourniquet, I'd Do Anything or whatever, are all like really personal and like intimate songs and then also like just great songs overall. So those are the ones that I really noted. And then like also like Canascura is really, really fun. That's like the acidy. Yeah. Broken Halo too. Yeah, Broken Halo is really nice. Pale Sun, Emmett, Radiating Light. I really like the, like, the interludes in this album, too. Yeah. I felt like they felt like they paced the album well enough like to get to these like softer, almost ambient moments. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm a sucker for that. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> it, I still found it really well done. Yeah, exactly. I know. I ended up being really pleased with this record. I can, yeah. I, w- I would recommend it. If, if you're a person that can kind of listen through their production or not even like listen through it here's the thing yeah i listen to it both on like ten dollar earbuds perfectly fine <laughs> listen to it on like yeah three hundred dollar headphones not fine so yeah. if you listen to it on ten dollar earbuds and you'll probably be pleasantly surprised but yeah. it does get kind of grating that it sounds like it's being played from laptop speakers constantly yeah, yeah definitely yeah it can be frustrating. But the songwriting's there. But the so. song's writing there, and you can, I'm sure you, I'm sure you will, I'm sure people will end up finding, like, a song or two that they end up really enjoying, because what also, like, Golden Great dives into, like, a bunch of different genres all over the place. Like, it's not just, like, yeah, distinctly. Like, like, Purple was more of their, like, try to return to form almost, yeah. but the production sort of ruined it again. Yeah. And Golden Grey was more, like, it's again like green and yellow, but I feel like it was more executed properly here yeah. than it was on green and yellow. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd recommend it. Give it a listen. Me too. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> <laughs> That's Juggins' opinion for you. Yeah. All right. All right. Juggins. Okay. Yeah, take it away. I hope I listen to the right album. <laughs> Actually, I'm curious. You guys listen to oh whatever. Um, so <laughs> oh no. I, no 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 no. <laughs> I, I so I picked Metamorphosis by Blank Banshee. Blank Banshee is <clears throat> he started off as a vaporwave artist, and you could still kind of see the influence. I guess if you don't know what vaporwave is, it's kind of like <clears throat> take old '80s '90s tracks, pop songs usually. Slow them down, remix them, do whatever you want to them. Chopped and screwed. Chopped and screwed. But it usually has, like, the aesthetic it's going for is usually commonly, like, oh, like, elevator music or, like, mall music. And uh, I'm glad that he... <clears throat> so there's Blank Banshee 0, Blank Banshee 1. Then there's Mega, which is already kind of, like, stepping away from the Vaporwave sound and doing, like, a little bit more unique stuff. And then there's Metamorphosis. This is just, like... um. Technically, it's one track, but he released a version that has it's split up into 15. It's about 20 minutes long. It's all right. <laughs> I, 
I like you can definitely. I feel like it's a stepping stone. You well, you can definitely tell that this what these are like B sides. Yeah, to exactly. Like mega. And <clears throat> I mean, he gave it away for free. So yeah, he gives away all his music for free. Oh, I didn't so, know that. Yeah. So it's he even like has said it's like this is just like just like whatever. Like I'm yeah. releasing Blank Banshee too soon, right? Yeah. Like, that's already been announced. So it's it has a similar feel to mega where it's like it has pretty tight production and it has like the like the synth that like goes from ear to ear and like lots of like good sound staging and stuff but it definitely doesn't feel like all the tracks are fleshed out especially mm-hmm. when like like i said it's about 20 minutes but it's just 15 tracks so some of them like at least like three or four are under a minute yeah i think every single one is under two minutes except for like two and then the Spotify version is just one single track. And the track. Spotify one is, yeah, it's just one, it's just the whole thing is one track. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which I think works well. Yeah, I think it's definitely it, meant it to be together. that way. I yeah. just thought, like, well, I told you guys to listen to the split up one if you can, because. Yeah, which is what I talk about. Doing too, yeah. yeah. Right? Um, yeah, there's lots of moments I really liked. Like, I really liked, like, Spawn, the second track after yeah. the little intro. I really liked, like, Marsh, Swarm. But there's a lot of ecstasis, yeah. Ecstasis is also really good. Opal yeah. is also really good. I think but... I I know it. Sorry, I no. noted a, I noted Marsh Swarm next. It like I it feels like a lot of these tracks are meant to be, if not put into the single track format, it seems like they're trying to they all tried to be like a three track format or like a three track arc. If yeah, that makes I sense, I can totally see that. Yeah, definitely. So I feel like I feel like Marsh Swarm and Exodus are meant to be like together together in arc and that's probably Your the favorite. best of that i would agree yeah um yeah what do you guys think other than andrew any thoughts uh i'm pretty much the same opinion as you i do believe this is just like a throwaway almost i don't think it's nearly as creative as the other stuff he's put out i think it's just something he probably like made up in a couple days and threw it together and it's like yeah this is pretty cool, but like definitely you can see his sound progress like a lot more. There's more ambient moments throughout all the tracks mm-hmm. and more like, uh, I don't want to reference everyone to Aphex Twin, but more Aphex like, like Complexity. Yeah. There's more complexity. Yeah, more more of those like, like integrated beats almost mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. Um. But yeah, his vaporwave days are gone for sure. For sure, yeah. <laughs> and I'm glad about it because, like, as much as I like the first two, I was never sold on him very much until I listened to Mega. Mega is what definitely completely sold yeah, me I, on I re- him. I remember when you had Spotify, and I would always creep you. Yeah, and always it was always Mega. Me. It was I love always that Mega. Album. Yeah. I still listen to Mega all the yeah, time. It's it was like, literally. It's actually definitely in like my top ten. It, it was. Part, I remember almost. Mega and K-pop. That's yeah, all you were saying. <laughs> It's that was, that was 2016. I've gone off of Spotify. I can't believe it t- was released in 2016. That was so long ago. No, I still listen. Yeah, I still listen to Mega all the time. Yeah, that's so weird. Nah, like that would have been like last year though when I was listening to K-pop. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but still, yeah, that's like active rotation. So that's why even before I listened to this, I was like, I'll probably want to talk about this even if I like it or I don't. Yeah. And like when I said it's all right, I guess that's me like already being like I enjoyed it. Like when I say it's all right, I think it's it's the worst out of his four releases. Yeah easily but i still like genuinely enjoy listening to it it's telling i guess of mm. how much i think his music is great yeah yeah I, he also, can he can do better though oh 100 for sure like 
definitely it was not one of my favorite like electronic releases I've listened to this year, even from like a big name and everything. But I just take that into account that it's B side pretty much. Yeah, it's not meant to be a main project almost. Mm-hmm. It feels like something like the tide over like fans who want Blank Banshee too. Yeah, well, definitely. It's funny because he said like in an interview after Mega came out. He said he, like, it won't, won't be nearly as long until there's new music. <laughs> and if you look at Blank Venture, one came out 2013, then it's 2016. Yeah. So it's yeah, like, like, I guess he's years, like, fuck. Yeah. He's like, gotta release something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Probably someone called him out and he's like, fine, here. Yeah. Okay, fine. Uh, Aiden, do you have any other thoughts? Uh... I'm probably a bit more positive than both of you are, but that also, I think that it needs to be taken into account that I'm like also a bit of a newcomer, mm-hmm. especially to Blank Bang- Bangshi. I probably, I've probably listened to whatever you kind of played nah, I don't in and around, maybe. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Like, you probably haven't heard so much like, though overall. Yeah, exactly. So I haven't really personally listened to much myself. So this is kind of new territory for me. Of Blank Bangshi is in re- relatively new territory for me. So. This was kind of just new listen entirely, but I ended up really liking the the soundscapes and the sound staging that you were talking about. I think you definitely so like, like if this is what I like, like, I can only like from what both of you said, I can only imagine where that mm-hmm. standard is higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you should definitely listen to Mega. Yeah, that one has by far like the yeah. best sound staging and. It has vocals mixed in. It's like cut in in like interesting ways. It's not original vocals, but yeah. it makes it a little more interesting. There's like lots of more interesting stuff on Mega mm-hmm. than this. That's why I guess I was more disappointed. Like I don't think there's any vocals on here at all. Yeah, no, it, like like, I, besi- like Spawn or Larva, one had like a it had like a, a little bit, like a moan kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, as much as I like the idea, I'm sure like I think. What ended up happening here was maybe he kind of tied himself down a little too tightly towards like this concept. Maybe. I think it was more I, so that he just threw it out there. I think, yeah. Yeah, I think he was just throwing it out there for the fans. I don't think that. he spent too much time working on this. Maybe I'm wrong. Was, maybe uh, he did, but it uh, doesn't sound like it. Com- like using his other work as like an example, as a basis. Yeah. 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 Like if you listen to Mega tonight, you'll see what we mean. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. But yeah, no, otherwise I, I like I like the tinny the tinny sound on web, like that tinny kind of drum sound. Mm-hmm. Pupa to fluid was really good. Marsh I've already talked about. Petrify yeah. was really cool. I liked like that sudden crash right. and then into like the echoey scape. Yeah. That was really cool. Cool, cool, yeah. I fuck with that. I fuck with it. <laughs> Every ambient part. Yeah. That's the thing though. I, I listen to a lot of ambient music and to an extent, this was not very impressive for, yeah. like, what he was trying to do. Also, just a random side. He he always goes with a mask in public. I love that mask. Show. It's a cool mask. <laughs> Definitely a super fucking cool mask. Um, I was actually going to bring that up. Finally released, like, a picture of what he looks like. Oh, like, really? Officially. And oh, he's, shit. like, incredibly handsome. Really? Like, actually, yeah. he's very handsome. Like, as a man. You got to see that after. I'll yeah. show you after. Oh, man. That's funny. I kind of like when artists are mysterious like that, though, and don't show their faces. 
Okay, well, okay, when I say, okay, so Aiden, for context, this is his mask look. Yeah, yeah. Right? Cool mask. And then, like, this, mask. Is, this is what he, like, looks like. When I, like he's just, like, oh, a good-looking guy. Like, yeah. a sharp jaw and yeah. everything. I was expecting, like, Oof. a grease-looking guy. Just, like, like <laughs> some nerdy-looking <laughs> Like, guy. some guy, like, 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 a, like, a basement dweller kind yeah, of guy, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just what I imagine a lot of the vaporwave scene is. So, yeah. <laughs> sorry if you like vaporwave i like so, it too <laughs> well i mean it did blow up on 4chan so that's not <laughs> yeah well there you go exactly yeah that's um so funny. i if i was to recommend this i would say sure but i'll definitely recommend mega over this mm-hmm. like yeah. if i was to recommend it it's not the best starting point yeah but go ahead i mean and it's <laughs> it's free yeah, like, yeah. even if you like it's free to download off of Bandcamp every yeah. single one of the albums so if you want f- so like you literally can't go wrong either way yeah. like even if you're too cheap for Spotify or something. yeah honestly I would kind of even say like listening to his first like his first releases before listening to this album just so you can get an idea of how like he's evolved as an well, artist like, you can actually definitely hear it a lot yeah you can hear like what from like Blank Banshee Zero to like Mega you can hear both influences combined on this because mm. you have because Ink Banshee Zero is sort of called Vapor Trap. Yeah. And you can kind of almost get, like, the trap influence from this in oh, a way. definitely. Like, the, the, the hi-hat. Yeah, the hi-hat. Thing. Yeah. 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 Anyways, so we can move on to uh, um, the classic, uh, classic album. pick. Yeah. Album of the week. Oh, <laughs> I was about to say. Album of the week. <laughs> classic album. All right. So it's my turn to pick. Yeah. And I probably picked one of the most talked about bands in the past couple of weeks since they just put their stuff out on streaming services. You already know King Crimson. Uh, but I did not pick In the Court of the Crimson King. I picked their album Red, which is the last in their like proggy era, I would say. Oh, I forgot it. I was going to bring my prog rock book. It, it had like it had King Crimson's like bio like and like their eras. like life story and everything. Like I, I remember it sort of. Like I yeah. reread it. Uh, but anyways, yeah, read. It's like a three-hour podcast. And you're reading, like, <laughs> reading the book. It's an audio book, nope, but it's just one chapter. <laughs> oh, <is it>? uh, <laughs> like, like it's basically it's a prog rock book, and it just goes through the ages. And the last chapter, well, not the last chapter, but the last band chapter is Dream Theater, mm. <laughs> which I find funny all the time. Mm. Okay, I just bring up something on like a side note, really. Yeah. Just on on kind of on topic. I when I went to listen to this, I almost I started listening to Discipline. Oh. Because I uh, just like I got thrown red. off. I saw all the album colors, mm-hmm. and I just like my mind went straight to Weezer. Yeah. Right. And I just started listening to the red album cover, <laughs> and then after I realized, like I realized like a few days ago, luckily, right, like it wasn't that. Yeah, was, like, that would have been, that funny, been funny again. I would have been like, again. yeah, we can call, talk about discipline too if you yeah. want. Yeah. <laughs> That's no problem with me. I really like discipline too. Yeah, I know that, that. It's funny because I was going to mention that Robert Fripp at the end of this like prog rock era, he was like King Crimson is dead and he even sent out like REP on like the back of albums and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Yeah, like the last live album, not red. But they came back yeah. <laughs> in the eighties with a Yeah, because like, like newer even, edge. Yeah, even like the story behind this one is like it's their seventh album and then like this is the one album that they didn't even tour with. No. Or anything. Yeah. And then they went on like that temp hiatus. Yeah. Yeah. And this one is a good one to go on <laughs> if they just left it at that 
Red is generally regarded as their second best album. This is definitely like a watershed moment album. Yeah, and you can What's see. A, what, what do you sorry? What do you mean by watershed moment? Which watershed is like like groundbreaking. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I've never heard that before. Yeah. Well, a watershed in geological terms is just like the whole system of rivers, and that leads out to mm. like a big bigger body of water. Oh, so like yeah. big influence yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like oh, even interesting. Apparently, like in 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 something that I was looking at, even like Kurt Cobain was saying like yeah, this is one of his favorite is like albums. a big influence to him. Yeah, mm-hmm. wow. yeah. This album has influenced. I'm pretty sure it probably King Crimson influenced Black Meaty, which we already talked about yeah. today. But anyways, this album could also be called proto prog metal at this point because like some of the stuff goes heavy, like yeah, Red and heavy. One More Red Nightmare. Those two songs. Yeah. Like, like even, like even the guitar riffs you know i'm like bt bam like rip this like you can totally tell like literally yeah. like and that's what i noted about red right off the bat is like i did not expect like it's but i did not expect this album to start the way that it did yeah like kind of just started yeah no yeah. oh yeah you like hit play and it's like instant it's like, yeah wow. and like that is not prog or at least that that is not how yeah. like you kind of start to understand what prog is yeah like, Prague doesn't usually start that way. Oh, King, King Crimson was beyond all the other prog rock bands yeah. in this era. And I think I feel like they were the one to carry the most influence for future genres as well with how, like, Robert Fripp, like, experimented with different sounds. Like, they were always very, like, on the toes with, like, jazz rock as well. Mm-hmm. But just, like, the instruments they incorporated. And, I mean, bands were doing that, like... I really wanted to pick Pet Sounds because that was a revolutionary album and it's probably one of my favorite albums ever, which is probably going to spoil. I'm going to pick that next time. <laughs> but yeah, like just the way Robert Fripp did everything. And to mention, he's the mastermind since I've been bringing up his name so often. Uh, yeah, just the way he composed everything and just how he worked with people as well was just extraordinary. <clears throat> So a random, random question. Sorry, I'm just curious. Is is he an asshole? No, he, he was, <laughs> I, he's very anti-technology though. Oh, that's I, why. I that's why I didn't come to Spotify. Or anything. Yeah, that's why tools like that too. Yeah. yeah, like he didn't King Crimson. You can even buy their albums online. Oh really? Yeah, he was wow. that like anti. Yeah, but like I guess now he's okay with it. Yeah. I don't know what the whole story behind it yeah, is. Yeah, I'd be curious. Or, yeah, it'd be fun to interview that guy and find out what's up. Yeah, but this lineup of uh, Robert Fripp, uh, John Wetton, and uh, Bill Burford. Yeah, because there was originally... They're, they're so good at each yeah, of their respective instruments. Like, literally, literally before this record, it was like four or five members, and then two of them left, and then... Yeah. Yeah. And it's then just these just three. Two. And these three continue on to the next era as well, along with uh, another guitarist, Adrian Bellew. I think I don't know how to pronounce, or I think he's the bassist. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, anyways, but one thing I really like is the drummer. He also drummed on "Close to the Edge," the Yes album, and mm. the the performances on there. Like he's one of my favorite drummers. He's just so tight in every like drum line he has, every fill, and you can really see that on uh, "Starless" and "One More Red Nightmare." Like going along with the guitars, like the guitars slow down, but he's still going at it with like triplets. Yeah, on that like was like the one that I noted for drumming. Yeah, was yeah. one red, one more red. Yeah, yeah. King Crimson, 
I kind of like it too because they go beyond the cheese factor that prog rock sometimes gets hated on for as well like all the fantasy plays like genesis did that a lot i was just about to say yeah. <laughs> like when i was listening to this i was almost expecting genesis like yeah but i was very pleasantly surprised not that i don't like genesis but genesis and this will i know this is i know that they started it or they're one of the pioneers of it but they sound generic almost yeah right and it's the sign field of that exactly right it's just so i was really happy with how this sounded overall yeah with everything with them no they still sound like fresh today like even in mm-hmm. the prog rock scene like a lot of bands started the copycat yes in genesis for some reason just didn't king crimson didn't make as big I think of it's a splash more complex like very interesting time signature yeah it's definitely like a lot of math rock is influenced Mm -hmm. by king crimson for sure Mm -hmm. is that they're more like flashy technical and you can see that today with modern prog metal almost yeah definitely but yeah this is one of those albums where just every track hits me on a good note yeah, one hundred percent. Like red starts you, you off, red, start off, like you start off really well with red, and then Fallen Angel has yeah. like that beautiful opening, and then like the yeah, harsher, it, the harsher saxophone bit. Yeah, Oof. and the solo after the other, like the solo at the second half of it. Yeah, that ends up sounding like feedback. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Yeah, Fallen Angel's really well done, and I really love Providence too. That one's probably yeah. a track that split people though, because they generally have like a free jazz track. Or, and this is about the time when Robert Fritt started making music with Brian Eno as well as ambient musicians. And so you can see in Providence the like ambient and like free jazz influence as well with like the tiny bit of like flutes and violin mm-hmm. and drumming in there. It's very like minimal, minuscule. Yeah, it's it's almost like harkening back to in the court of the Crimson King and uh, what's it called? Uh, Oh, I just had it in my head. Starless Moon, Moon Child. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, Starless in the Black Bible is the album before. Mm. Or Bible Black. You just brought Brian Eno, right? Yeah. You know, like, I don't know if you ever looked into it, because I, I was just reading on this earlier. It's like, bruh, Fripp invented, like, a technique called, like, Frippertronics. Yeah, I read And, like, that, Brian yeah. Eno uses it all the time. Yeah. I thought that was pretty fun. Yeah, he, uh, he invented soundscapes, essentially. Sounds, soundscapes, yeah. Frippertronics, and, yeah. and a few other things. yeah. He was a very impressive musician. Yeah. Yeah. And Starless is a beautiful closer, too. Like, the last, like... My favorite track. That's definitely, yeah. like, that is... It, it, it's no wonder that, like, musicologists talk about Starless as, like, the noted yeah. person track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super impressive. And, like, the sax at the very end of it, like, coming in, just, like, uh it just blends together so well. Like, Ooh. everything just flows so nicely. It's just, that's just probably, like, if I ever wanted to see a track played live, it'd be yeah. Starless. Like, Hands down. Like, the expanded edition has Starless Live. Yeah. Sounds really fun. I didn't actually listen, really, to any of the expanded I, I didn't edition. listen to the improv ones, but I like Starless, so I listened to the live one. Oh, okay, so, yeah. So. Yeah, I'd probably like the Providence improv though yeah that can be interesting especially like with how they use strings yeah exactly yeah um definitely really glad you picked this mainly because i've been meaning to dip my feet into king crimson for so long yeah and this is definitely like a peaked man dress quite a yeah. lot <laughs> like oh yeah this album i've been listening to the most out of all four that i was listening to you yeah yeah even for me like 
I like I, I just as everyone else like I started within the court of the Crimson King and like I then jumped into or jumped or I then listened to Discipline but somehow this kind of missed my radar for the longest time and then I finally listened yeah. to it now and I just oof, totally get it oh yeah and honestly I think all their albums have like a special like part in their discography like mm-hmm. it gets a little iffy once you get into the 90s and above but I know a lot of people even vouch for like the power to believe and Thrak. Those albums are Thrak. Fun fact: invented the first gent song. Wow! <laughs> Not really though. I think he just used a seven-string guitar and just played like a riff similar to a lot of the bands. Mm. Can't remember which song it is right now though. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think it might just actually be the title track. But yeah. They they have like so many different eras too. Like the first era is all prog rock, obviously, and then you get more into a new wavy section with the discipline to three of a perfect pair. Mm-hmm. A lot very Talking Heads influenced as well. And then yeah, I don't even know what to call the last era. It's all over the place. It's a little more alt rocky mm. almost. Yeah. But yeah, that, I think that's it for what I have to say about my classic pick. So if you haven't listened to it yet, King Crimson is definitely yeah. a good place to get into the entire genre of prog. Yeah, y'all to, have no excuse now. Yeah, t- yeah, and we mentioned it, yeah, it's on Spotify, Apple, yeah. and it's like every single album. Yeah, yeah. every single album is up there now. <laughs> it's a great introduction to a genre, to King Crimson as a band. Does a uh, it is a great introduction, yes, but it is also like be wary that like you might not find anything like it if you yeah <laughs> like, I I, like, <laughs> I feel like, like, like I personally e- it, could, it, could, like it could go either way. I feel like this could go down a path where you're like, oh, let's explore more prog rock, mm-hmm. but you might be disappointed that you won't find really anything like Red, mm-hmm. or it could be like too much too much in your face like i definitely know there's softer prog definitely like a fragile would probably be the best like prog rock album or a pink floyd record to get someone into the entire genre but i still think it's a great starting point if you are familiar with anything chaotic anything jazzy anything less a little less structured than your standard pop music Mm. but yeah cool that's all I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. real fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Like, I just so wish good. that just... album cover was a little bit more inspired. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. They had way more interesting album covers in the past. There, uh, If I had my book, there was a story behind why they did that. Right. Yeah. For context, if nobody's going to look at it, it's just a picture of three of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very like, be- even like Beatles. The, it's, it's, it's very Beatles. Very Beatles. Yeah. yeah, it is very Beatles. It's like so much so that like I just completely glossed over it. Like I was yeah, mentioning, I was like, right? Like, this I, one. I yeah. just like didn't even think to like, look at it because all the other ones were more interesting to look at. Yeah. Oh yeah. All I'll say is like they're lit nice for what the thing is for the intention, but other than that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's just me being. Yeah, it's not photographer looking it's, as a it's photographer. Definitely <laughs> not the most like iconic out of all. Definitely of them. not. Yeah. But I I just see it since I've listened to this album so many times that I. Like, it's just associated now with, like, mm-hmm. a great album. So I'm like, that's a great album cover. It's yeah. sort of like, 
just because it's connected to the album that no no i get what you mean yeah yeah cool okay well aiden did you write any more articles uh no i don't mean no, i think yeah. you're only I, I put out i put out <laughs> i put out my post of the the drink for baroness yeah so i can we can link to that in the podcast yeah um I was that's probably the one that I'm the happiest with so so far. I'd say it's a bit too sweet, or mm-hmm. at least I made it a bit too sweet. I'd probably cut out the simple syrup or whatever I put in. Yeah. And maybe even a bit more orange, orange bitters. Fun fact with Golden Grey is like that it was originally going to be called orange. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember that. Yeah. Mm. But uh, the singer John Baisley was like, the idea of orange often gets associated with like oversaturation mm. or whatever. Like that's kind of like the the association with orange the color so that's why he went more towards like the muted murky kind of idea behind golden gray mm. so yeah yeah makes sense yeah. i like it <laughs> yeah but yeah no i did that i i liked the taste of that one the most so far probably yeah nice real fucking good so nice expect more we'll link to it in the show make Y'all it for us sometime yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i was meaning to get it another article out before this episode but i just haven't had time yeah maybe sometime this week though yeah maybe <laughs> Same. if not my probably month in review will be out before that article <laughs> mm. i gotta jump back on those i'm going to like probably in a few weeks i'm going to order electronic music equipment and i think what i'm going to do is i'll write articles as i'm learning it yeah I think that'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, that'd yeah. Be cool. I think right, that'll so. be like an interesting dive. Yeah, so we'll yeah. see. Yeah. End of July ish. What up? Hit yeah. Me up. I'm, I'm hyped to <laughs> Teach me, get Ableton this week. <laughs> yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. And then start doing ambient with. music. Yeah, nice. Yeah, you join, music join the Ableton gang. Yeah. Me and Sayan. <laughs> yeah. We're Ableton gang. <laughs> okay. Uh, Speaking of Sayan. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for listening this week. Thank you, Johnny, for doing the artwork for this podcast. And Sayon, our, our close friend, for doing the, the music, the intro, outro. And as always, again, thank you for listening. Yeah, thank thank you. you. Bye. 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 Bye.